This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is a global original podcast. This is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast um, for dads uh, about being a father and how fathers should or shouldn't like country and western at what age, maybe. That's what we throw into the mix here. Yeah. Let us know if you like country and western. I've got a Brad Paisley song that is... A what? Oh, Brad Paisley song. What's that? <laughs> You've got to know who Brad Paisley is. I, I actually don't. Really? No. All right. Brad Paisley, he's like one of the most iconic country artists oh my God. ever. And I'm massive into country music right now. Um, should we crack on? <laughs> yeah, what's coming up today? Um, today, actually, it's 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 going to be um, it's going to be quite a tough show. Actually, we're talking about difficulties in pregnancy and miscarriage, uh, the importance of sharing and not burying feelings, also how to support um, partners, get support for yourself as well, which is very important. Um, and also, this is something that we are literally dealing with at the moment: uh, how to explain life and death to kids. So, genuinely. Um, one month ago, one, it's yeah, but it's about a month now. Um, Charlie's nan died, so my wife's nan died, and we are currently in this position where we're trying to explain to to Noah, our eldest, who is four years old, about and it's great nanny. So we're trying to explain yeah. to him how great nanny is no longer with us. Yeah, you can share your wisdom. About how you getting on with that? I wouldn't say it's wisdom. I think it might be the trial coping mechanism at the moment, <laughs> trial, and trial and error. error. But um, yeah, we're going to discuss that. Yeah, and the reason we're doing this is because it is Baby Loss Awareness Week, um, which is a really good cause. And actually, I've been involved with it for many years now because it, it is one of those things that's just not spoken about, mm. um, but affects so many people. So yeah, that's that's why we're talking about it. So yes, it is something um, very close to you, Al. And don't forget, if you want support or chat about any sort of parenting issues, you can go to the Dads Net. It's an online community for dads as well. And it's really a nice, safe, friendly space for you to go to. Uh, it's thedadsnet.com if you want to do that. Are you all right? <laughs> Honestly, are things okay at the moment? I don't know. I mean, you... you when when people stoop to country and western levels, yeah. it usually means they're on the edge and they could topple either way. Do you know Seth Lakeman? What do you think? No, I, I know, right. This is, this, is, this is These are the country and western singers that I know, thanks to my dad. You ready? Mm -hmm. Jim Reeves. I don't yeah. even know if he was country and western. Okay. He did a good Christmas album, though. 12 <laughs> Songs of Christmas. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But, yeah, but that was when I was four. Yeah. I'm 44. Yeah. Um... Kenny Rogers, does he? Classic. So the, that's, that's another one. Dolly Parton, because she had huge boobs and my dad fancied her. Yeah. There was one, oh, what was her name? Shania Twain. I beg your pardon. Concan remixed it in like the late 80s. Lynn Anderson. Lynn Anderson. It I remember her. He got there. Remember her. And also in my country in Western Vault, I have got oh, Rhinestone Cowboy. Like a rhinestone cowboy, Glenn. Yeah. I want to say Glenn, someone. Glenn Miller? No. Glenn Campbell. Ah. Made good soup. Yeah. Well, so, actually, so actually, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but I left that in 1980. Yes, but yeah, but people haven't stopped being country. Miley Cyrus gave it a bit of a revamp. Yeah. 
I know that because she didn't wear much, and was, that's why Dad's got into it. Was she Hannah Montana? Yes, she was. Yeah, I. Yeah. You shouldn't think about. You shouldn't think about her back then, though. To how she is now, it's no, just a bit wrong. It is strange. Yeah, but also, um, there's a name. There's a name of a country artist who I'm really into, and it's the best name ever. Okay, Randy Hauser. See, Randy is a good, strong country and western name, isn't it? Hauser Doogie. Yeah. Okay. Randy Hauser. Right. So. I know. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know that Al has a love for John Bon Jovi, John bon who Jovi. also wears cowboy boots. He does, and has a bit of a mullet. Yeah, and he's got a bull tattooed on his shoulder. Yes, he has. So, is is this equal love to no. Bill, Bill, whatever he's called, Brad Paisley? That's him. Yeah, he. Uh, no, definitely not equal love. But there is a there is a country thread that runs through a lot of what John Bon Jovi does. What does um, the boss, your wife Jen, think about your um, your country and western? Love. Well, in the in the car, we, we obviously have DAB digital radio now. Okay. And she doesn't know how to change it. <laughs> <laughs> so you change cars? Yeah. And you got a DAB? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't know how to change it. <laughs> Is that why you did that on purpose? Yeah. Just so you can listen to whatever songs so you want? So now I just leave it on Chris Country. Can I can I promote Chris Country? I have no idea what that is. Is it from the States or something? It's Yeah, it's basically like a, a stream from the States, but they're saying it's the UK's only country and western channel. It's probably not. It's not. You know, they haven't checked out Smooth Country, obviously. Yeah. You see? So yes. that's what I mean. They, they've got that wrong for it. I'd actually yeah. give them a... I'd message them and say, you got it wrong, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so she can't change it. So once it's on, it's on. But oh. it is dodgy. It, depending on where you drive, it cuts in and out quite Okay. Hard. Yeah. Mm. Still slightly worried about you, <laughs> to be fair. I think you're... Because you're younger than me. I'm 31. 31. I'm 44. I t- I think you're, you're old before your time. You're oh, one yeah. of those, aren't you? I should have been. Oh, bored. yeah. Look at you. Look <laughs> oh, yeah. country in Western. my thigh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what kind of music do you like? Well, I like both kinds. I like country and Western. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a Simpsons character then. <laughs> Every time someone says they like country, always reminds me of, it's the Blues Brothers, isn't it? Yeah. Where he goes, what kind of music you got here? Well, we got both kinds. <laughs> we got country and Western. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, if I this whole rant at you has, has been kind of pointless because deep down I do love old school country, yeah, oh, not yeah, new. Yeah, 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 yeah. Old school. Yeah, yeah. I like Casey Musgroves because she's, but uh, her music is too new. Right. Yeah. Bellamy Brothers, let your love flow. That was another classic in, in my dad's car. That was a good one, mate. You, you see this whole conversation? You're coming round. I'm to trying it. to think of the other ones as well. Um, oh, there was one where he was frying beans on an open fire against yeah. standard country and western. But isn't that so much? That's so not much nicer than the current topics of our music industry. If we continue this conversation, we're going to sound like old pervy dads. You realise that, don't you? Why? Why pervy? Well, depends what sort of avenue we're going to go down. That latest one from Ariana Grande. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know what the latest one from Ariana Grande <laughs> well, was. Well, well, well. Uh, uh, well, don't tell your mum. Yeah, we yeah. um, had a good week. Yeah, apart from the country and western stuff. Um, my asthma's playing up. Oh, no, what's wrong? <laughs> Don't know, just been waking up a lot in the night, needing an inhaler. Oh, oh um, I, I actually got a little story about that. You know, you know, my mate Dogger sounds dodgy. Okay, He's called Dogger <laughs> because he, he's, he's an ultimate fighter and he fights like a dog, so that's why he's called Dogger. Nothing to do with the fact that he lives in the countryside in Herefordshire and Worcestershire and there's lots of those sort of t- sites around there it's because of his fighting but you have a friend who's an ultimate fighter I do yeah he's um, he's an over 50s ultimate fighting what? champion <laughs> European <laughs> fighting <laughs> champion yeah but the, 
for the over 50s. <laughs> for the over 50, he's 53 and he still fights. Yeah, yeah again, it's over 50. Like, what are they? What, what, have he should, they, yeah, have, they grown have stopped. Up yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, really He's stiff. old enough to know better than fighting. <laughs> He's like he's got half a shoulder left. His, both his knees are screwed. Yeah, but he's still fighting, yeah. and he's still winning, and, and he's, he's still called Dogger, and he's, and he's called Dogger because he fights like a dog. Anyway, why was I having this conversation Apparently about Dogger? He's asthmatic as well. Oh no! So <laughs> no, so he basically he thought he was, and then he and then he's, his snoring is terrible. Do you snore a lot? I no, I do a lot of sleep talking. Oh, and yeah, a lot yeah. of sleep noises. Yeah, but not snoring. So his mate said to him, "Dude, get this device." And basically, you just you just inhale this. You put it over your face. Yeah. Is it a sleep apnea device? Yeah, or something like they that? have the, those machines. Yeah, but did, do you do you get like neat oxygen in it or something like that? Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. his mate said to him, "Get one of these. Best things ever. All you have to do is go to the doctors, say that the snoring's really bad, and that it's um, it's affecting your your work. They'll give you one of these machines." So he's like, "All right, wicked. It's so affecting you- your work." <laughs> As the as an ultimate over fifties fighter, no, because you're because you're really tired the next day. <laughs> so that sort of stuff. So you can't fight. <laughs> no, I don't know. He's an ultimate fighter, <laughs> mind you. His broken nose, which is basically like lopsided, may give it away. And uh, anyway, so he um, he went okay. Went to the doctor. Said, look, I'm snoring. It's affecting my family life. It's affecting um, my wife now. Sleeps in a different room. Um, it's affecting me at work the next day. I feel really really tired. And uh, and and then the, the doctor said, do you do you find it really tiring when you when you drive, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's affecting me like that. Anyway, he said, yeah, we'll give you the device. So he's got this device now. Anyway, he didn't read that, obviously, when you have this device, you have to go back every six months and you have to, and, and it, it, it basically follows you, it tracks you and knows if you haven't used it or not. So he wanted it for this, like, quick fix every now and again. Now he's got to sleep with this, he looks like frigging Robocop. Yeah, 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 they like, strap you up. Yeah. They? Yeah, so he's, he's got one of those now. Wow. He's screwed up massively. Yeah. And has it impacted his title challenge? <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't wear it whilst fighting. <laughs> You're only supposed to be wearing shorts and gloves. Yeah. Not like you. Maybe mask. he should change his name to Robo Dogger. Robo Dog. <laughs> Fetch. No, it has to be Dogger. So anyway, you asthmatic? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it's just been, that's been playing up. I mean, so it's not very exciting. Like you still got that cat. Yeah. Okay, that should get out. You don't like the cat. Well, it's playing up with my asthma. Yeah. Then the cat goes. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll try that. See, just see how it gets on. See, see what happens. Obviously, it, it will go to a nice home. You'll make sure of that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, before you start complaining. In the wheelie bin. But then, could the dog be affecting you as well? <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Cut that out, Joe. It was only because there was a YouTube video of, went wild of a man. Man or woman? They could. We can. But the thing is, if the cat goes, the dog might have to go. Could you cope with that? No, because cat fur is very different to dog fur. Well, you say that. Right, next up, let's do the confession. Welcome back to the confessional. <laughs> Is that country western? Feels so good. It's Barry White. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it was your, your version. It's I the war of love, mate. Do a do a country western version for me. Welcome I just back. did Two Cowboys by... Uh, <laughs> who, who was that? No, I should have done... Hen Ben Cotton, Joe. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Da 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 da. Long time ago. Where did she come from? Where did she go? Where did she come from? Cotton, Joe. Nice nineties reference there. Let's get on with the confession. Yeah, let's get on with this week. We've got a guy called George. Hi, George. Good name. Strong. 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 Royal name. Royal George. Who has written into us with with this? You ready? 
It's Pete, it's George today, though. Would have been nice to have a strong country and western name. Yeah. Didn't think about that, did we? Like George, can we, can, we, can we change your name to Randy? <laughs> Randy House, it's a great name, it's a great name. Dear Alan JK, this is a subject that you have openly talked about on your podcast. I know JK will sympathise with me, but I still feel really uncomfortable about this. Huh. I've got a boy aged seven and a girl aged five. Our girl is really chilled, always been a relaxed and easygoing baby, really no drama. Our boy, however, is so difficult. He won't do as he's told, always disobeys and does naughty things, shouts, cries a lot, won't go to bed. In short, I prefer our daughter to our son. <laughs> you know when they say you shouldn't have favourites? I totally agree with you, George. You always do. Mate. There's always favourites. And it's, it's different. And don't get me wrong, it's favourites at different times. Yeah, see, he sounds like he's pretty definitive. Yeah. Like. Right now, he is not my favourite. Wow. Um, it's not that I love either of them any differently, but our daughter is my favourite. See, he's like saying... At this moment in time, I do. Ah, yeah, but that could change. She's could my change. favourite. Kids are dicks. Honestly, <laughs> it can change at any point. I thought that this was a phase and would pass. I understand that there is a fight with the eldest getting used to having uh, to share a parent's attention, but it's been five years like this, and I think it's just the difference in their personalities. I try my best not to let my favour for our daughter affect how I parent them both, but it's hard to keep things equal when I'm constantly bollocking our son and not our daughter. I hope you can forgive and would love any tips of how to overcome this. George. Wow, that's cool. I mean, fair play, mate. Yeah. George, I hear you. So for me, it's the four-year-old Noah, my son, who's... He's really easy. I mean, literally, I love the phrase, no drama. There is no drama. Yeah. Luna is an absolute beast at the moment. I love her with all my heart, and I love her... I love her strength. I love the fact that she's a bit like me. She will kind of back chat. You know, I love all that as well. But my God, she's hard work. I mean, she's... Let me give you an example. This morning, <clears throat> so I was working early this morning, and I, I don't know if we've... I'm going to say the classic phrase here, and I shouldn't say it. I don't know if I've made a rod in my own back, <laughs> the classic parenting phrase. <laughs> but, so... Luna... If you say that phrase, you know the answer to that phrase is yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, apparent, <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> George, let me tell you a little story about giraffe milk. So, giraffe milk. Giraffe milk? No. The, You're milking giraffes? No, no. So, uh, <laughs> Luna, her, her favourite drink at the moment is a soya milk, which is, and it's got a giraffe on the front of it. And it's the, the young soya milk with all of the vitamins they need growing up. It's called, it's called soya growing up milk. But it's a giraffe on the front of it. So, she calls it giraffe. This is basically her crack cocaine at the moment, <laughs> where I think this may be where a lot of the problems are coming from. She'll have her first fix just after breakfast. So, and it's the way she's doing it now. She's going, she'll look at you and go, giraffe? <laughs> what? Giraffe? No. Giraffe? No. Giraffe? Luna, you've just had giraffe. Giraffe, daddy. <laughs> so she's even, she's, she's got this way now of trying to you know, sweet talk her way around it. Yeah, yeah. And I think this could be the problem. I think this is where the behaviour comes from. Yeah. She is, she's very strong-willed. Okay, she's nothing like Noah. But I think... so, And it's taken me all this time, George, this is why I'm telling you this, to figure out where I think her behaviour is coming from. And I think it's the, the giraffe milk crack cocaine stuff. 
the it's the soy milk that's causing her to behave like this. No, I, I think it's the actual milk. I think it's the general fix that's needed because she starts misbehaving when yeah. she wants her next fix of giraffe. Right. Your four-year-old is addicted to soy two-year-old. milk. Two-year-old. Sorry. Your two-year-old is addicted to soy milk. Yeah. And, okay. Um, it's tough, <laughs> isn't it? Why don't you just stick with cow's milk? Because we don't like the dairy industry. Well, yeah. Charlie doesn't like the dairy industry. You, you, you know, your wife's vegan. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, not going down that route again. The, yeah, the milk industry's not not great. <laughs> well, no, I, I, to, and to be honest, there there are. We thought uh, we thought that she had a bit of a intolerance. dairy intolerance. Right, so okay, okay. It kind of happened. Yeah. that way anyway. And so, because she's addicted to soy milk or giraffe, 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 giraffe. giraffe. She, she's not your favourite at the moment. I th- I think that's where the problems are. What would happen if you just went cold turkey, took it out, and you could show her the fridge? It's not there. It's not. Oh uh, well, there. you can try if you want. I'll let you deal with it. I'm not having the aftermath of no giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> she goes. She's at the baby gate. She's like a possessed prisoner. Really? She's rattling the gate, going giraffe. Does she have it on cereal or anything? No. No, she has oat milk on cereal. What? Why don't you swip it? It's because it's still a swip fix. It. That's the between flip that's and a swap, by the way. It's still a fix, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is it may, if that's so she could have it on her cereal and then a little cup afterwards and that might be enough. It's never enough. It's <laughs> never enough. <laughs> Sounds like a typical addict. So, George, from my point of view, um, on my experiences, you have 100% forgiveness for me because it will change. Because at one point, I imagine it'll be, you know, trust me, kids don't get easier as they grow older. In fact, you know this more than I do. Your kids are older than mine. I don't think. I, I, I probably would forgive but not as readily. Why? You've got to give me an example why. Because all kids can be little brats and annoying, mm. but surely you can find the the good... I mean, that's not like... He cannot be a little shitbag the entire time. So, that, so just find the good parts, celebrate them, enjoy them, roll with the punches, and then... You know, and then, I mean, especially where he says here that he tries not to let his favour impact the way he parents them. Like, I don't think... You think... mean the bollocking part? No, no, no. He says, I try my best not to let my favour for my daughter affect how I parent them both. Yeah, yeah, but it's hard. Oh, yeah, it is the bollocking part. <laughs> when I'm constantly bollocking our yeah. son and not our daughter. Okay, you might need to go... You might, yeah, perhaps just... But why couldn't... Yeah, I mean, maybe... Maybe celebrate the things that he does that are really good... And then you're balancing the bollocking more. Mm. Um, That's and, good advice. And then maybe just like set your daughter up to fail a couple of times so you can bollock her as well. <laughs> you can't fake bollock her. Of course you can. Just set no, her up to you fail. Can't. It's like put some chocolates down. Say, do not eat the chocolates, okay? Walk out the room, she'll eat the chocolates, bollock her. <laughs> you'll, George, you'll feel much better about yourself. I can't believe you're actually trying to... You, you, you're writing a script for their child's lives. I'm just I'm just saying it's a tactic that you could employ. Oh, no, I, George, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I like for, for instance, I know I could leave Noah in the living room, right, with all the baby gates shut so that he's, he's in the living room, and nothing would go wrong. He wouldn't touch anything. He wouldn't... He'd ha- happily just be playing with his trains, dinosaurs, whatever. Luna... Luna, however, I guarantee she'll be on the fourth bookshelf up the top there. She'll be up there. She's got the poker out the fire. She's taken all the leaves off the plants. She's she's chewing on a bloody iPhone charger. You know, every, everything that she can yeah. find that is disruptive, she will do it. Yeah. 
Maybe. Uh, boredom. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you've got to flip it and see that in a positive light. Oh, shut up, Al. <laughs> Go back to listen to your country in bloody western. <laughs> George, you're forgiven. Next. <laughs> but remember, if you have a problem, then get in touch, share it with us, and we can cast parenting shame and judgment on you. There was a lot of shame and judgment there, wasn't there? He said he had a favourite kid. <laughs> It's and then right. parents them differently. Okay, we've finished there. <laughs> uh, don't forget, if you want to get your confessions in, go to the Dadsnet, an online community of dads. Just go to dadsnet.com slash confessions and um, you can do it there. And listen, we I, I'd like to, I was about to say we won't judge. Obviously we will, but hopefully you will be forgiven. That's what I'm trying to say. We don't judge, judge, judge. Okay. We don't judge, judge, judge. No, we just have a light-hearted look at your take on life. Right, coming next... We're going to talk about difficulties in pregnancy and miscarriage, the importance of sharing and not burying feelings, and how to support partners and get support for yourself, and how to explain life and death to kids. It's all still to come. It's time to let off a little steam. Every time I read that or hear that, it reminds me of the film Commando where with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Have you seen it? I think so. Am I, am I boring you? No, not, you not, sure? so, not so much. It's okay. Jeez. I just needed to breathe. <laughs> it's um, it's this. It's, it's the, not tiredness. It's a lack of oxygen. Okay. You say so, mate. <laughs> there's a there's this amazing line. It's like iconic, where he's fighting the bad guy at the end, and to kill him, he th- he pulls off a, like a air vent pipe off the wall. Yeah. He throws it through him, and it goes through his stomach, and like put, goes into like an air tank thing. Yeah. And there's steam coming out of the pipe, and he goes. Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> it just reminds, just reminds of that. I feel like, let off some steam, JK. So different we are. You think Commando, Arnie film, I think Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> I'm such a dad. <laughs> Please get me out of here. Yeah, I've, I've still got a bit of uh, bit of normality about me. Kids anyway, dicks. let off some steam, Bennett. No. I'm trying to figure out what has been annoying me this week with them. Um... um Dare I go there? Sleep. Can we talk about sleep uh, for a bit? How, how is it going with um, with Ted at the moment? It's not too bad, but he's got in a habit. We did a movie night one evening. Yeah. And now he wants to do movie night every night. <laughs> and then, and th- so we did. <laughs> he's a clever kid. <laughs> because we don't say no to him. Well, we do say no to him, but, um, but now we do, we do movie night. And then he's like, this isn't the same as the first movie night we had. And we were like, why not? He goes, because it's a different movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you don't always say movie. Groundhog Day movie day. So, so he now wants Playing to Playing Groundhog Day. Yeah, and then... So, <laughs> That'll really mess with his head. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I feel like, should I have seen it? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Do it. That'll really mess him up. <laughs> Is it when it repeats itself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do that. And then, that. Um, so yeah, that's so that's quite annoying at bedtime now. So he's going to bed. It's, it's a bit of a battle to get him to bed at the minute. Right. And he's sleeping in our bed. Oh, well, remember what you... Hang on, wait there. So he's starting in our bed, then I move when I come up at 11. I thought... Did we have this conversation where you weren't a big, a firm believer about um, having it's kids? It's not co-sleeping because we're not in the bed with him. You he just like... goes to bed in our bed and yeah, then well, we move But him. it's your bed, so he's co-sleeping in your bed. No, because it's not co-co at the same Is time. Is he in his bed? No. Okay, so he's in your bed. Yes. And then when you so you go to bed, yeah. no one is at any point co-sleeping with him? Anyone going to bed first and have a little um, cuddle? Jen, there might be a little overlap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I said this to you, though. I said, actually, like I've come around to it. It's quite nice to sleep in the bed with him. It is. So Luna is still... So last night, Luna came in at... I think it's about midnight. Oh, she slept through the other night. 
And you go, oh, this is brilliant. Lead you into a false sense yeah. of security. Yeah, it's going to happen tonight. Whatever we did last night, babe, do exactly the same because we're going to get another night tonight. Are oh, we? Yeah. Does not work. Whatever. Like As if. Um, so she came in at midnight and then she woke up this morning. So I, I was working really early this morning. At 6.20am, uh, I got a WhatsApp from Charlie going, she's up, she's thrown herself on the floor at the bed and she's demanding giraffe. In fact, I can show you the picture. What? Yep. So she's, like she wakes up and she needs it. Yeah, exactly. I told Man you. Alive. What they put? Have you read the, what, the I ingredients? I probably should have a look at this, shouldn't I? It's probably some kind of like addictive... Whatever. It is quite sweet, you know. Yeah, sugar. Um, is there sugar in it? Who knows? So this is her demanding giraffe <laughs> at 6.20 in the morning. Look at that. There you go. There she is. Mate. And then this was the next one. So that was 6.20. At 6.33, the protest hasn't gone very well because she's fallen asleep on the bedroom floor. <laughs> she actually fell asleep. That's how she fell asleep, yeah. Yeah. So not only now do we have the co-sleeper, that just doesn't particularly like staying in her bed. But we now got the co-sleeper that's addicted to giraffe and is waking up demanding it. Yeah. And then falling asleep on the floor. And then falling asleep on the floor after oh, yeah. Mate, I think you've got a serious problem. I know. <laughs> Told you. I mean, I was like, ha, ha, yeah, she's addicted she to soy milk. Just, mate, she is addicted. Do you know what annoys me the most, though? <laughs> she can give me one look. Just one look and I literally melt. No. It's just one look. Yeah. And her face changes from this angry chimpanzee to this most angelic, beautiful little girl. Yeah. And you go, oh, you got me. So you go and get some giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> and I get a triple gin for myself. <laughs> 6.20 in the 6 morning, I don't morning. care. It's 5pm somewhere. <laughs> if she can have her addiction, so can I. Yeah, yeah, true. And, and whatever gets you through the day, right? Oh, tell me about it. Mate, you just got to survive in this business, in this you dad do. business. It's just the way it works. Uh, anything else stressing you out? Well, uh, oh, I'm very, I'm very stressed at the moment. Okay. But not with the kids necessarily. Oh, well, we go, I don't know if we can go down that avenue. No, it's, it's not, not really relevant. Not really relevant. Then. But my, I just received a text from my mum, who has takes it upon herself to remind me to do certain things, like doctor's appointments, buy more inhalers, right? Which I haven't done. She knows you're an adult. Well, yeah. She knows, you know, that you've got a life now. Yeah. You have a wife. You've yeah. had sex. Yeah. She knows that sort of stuff. She yeah. doesn't know it. <laughs> She does. No, she doesn't. Oh, yes, she no, does. No, she doesn't. And whilst on the subject, you realise that your parents had Shut sex. Shut up! <laughs> One time with the light off. <laughs> and no TV on. They were bored and they were cold. Yeah. That is why. Pretty much accidental. That's it, yeah. They didn't mean to. They both closed their eyes. Um, no, but this thing here under my eye, can you see that? Yeah. She, she reckons I need to go and get that checked out. What is it? Well, it's like it, it wasn't always there, but I think it's a freckle. Okay. It feels... Is it raised? It's lowered. What do you mean lowered? I mean the opposite of raised. <laughs> what, so it's concave? Yeah. Not convex. Is that the right word? Yeah. yeah. All right, mate. Well, it's always been reading. Uh, do, do, do you know why I know that? Why I know that expression? This is how... Because I used to skateboard. And I remember that the, build, the boards they used to go for a concave board. Yeah. So when I bought my Santa Cruz... Yeah. Uh, or was it Pal Peralta? Can't remember. But I knew that it was concave because that yeah. was how skateboards were. Nothing to do with anything else. How, I only know that phrase because of skateboards. How do you know convex? Because no one's skating on a convex board, are they? Because I remember asking um, asking for a skateboard and I'd got the wrong word. Oh. And the guy went, you don't want to be getting convex. You'd be like this, mate. Yeah, right, yeah, and then right. that's how I realised. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, it's concave, yes. Okay. It's not a cyst, is it? No. It's, like, it's a freckle. 
Yeah, I always get stuff checked. If you're well, not sure, what's the scratch on your forehead? That's oh, that's Ted. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Well, this one here was in rough play. Right. Play fighting. Okay. Uh, that was in his move, the eye gouge. The eye gouge, nice. Yeah. Is he, was he wearing a Freddy Krueger glove at the time? Or? <laughs> no, yes. They all have sharp nails. Yeah, they do. When you cut them, they're sharp. Uh, and this one was... Oh, no. I like to tell a lie. Tell a lie. This this annoys me. Okay, here we go. See, I told you we'd get there eventually. Yes. This one was him when he was... He just had a tantrum and he didn't... I don't think he meant to, but he was just trying to get me away. And mm. But this one here was... I went swimming Sunday morning. Okay. First of all, best time for to go swimming. Eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. Yeah. It's the only place that'll be open. Right. And there's also loads of other dads there. So you can kind of just go and yeah, good point. not have a beer, but hung you can over. go and hang, yeah, hang out and just be like, oh, mate, what's going on? Like, yeah. Everyone's a bit... Yeah, it's like a dad club. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they put some toys, and one of the toys was one of those um, watering cans yep. with the floral... What are they called? Are they called a flower that go on the end? Yeah, like a little daisy or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I know, the actually, floral watering they're can. They're actually called a flower. I think they're called a flower. The actual end bit that makes the water go sprinkling out. Nozzle. Nozzle, but not the not the thing nozzle. It's the one where it makes it come out in lots of little bits. Flower nozzle, yeah, flower like holy nozzle, like a shower bit, yeah, yeah, whatever that is. Anyway, I think we spent too much time on that. <laughs> yeah, we got the picture. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I can I can clarify. All right, love, move but on. We um, it's 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 in the shape of a daisy. I said that okay. earlier. Yeah, but on the on the outside is like a sharp. It's quite sharp. And they're like, oh, can we pour it over your head? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So instead of pouring it over my head, they jam it into my forehead. And I'm like. That's oh, that's not pouring. Yeah, but kids' judgment's not not as good. That's this is my seven year old. This is Isla. Oh, was it? Yeah. I was oh. like, so you've got two extra years on Ted to have some gross motor skills. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, scratches me, scratch me in the in the just on my forehead. Oh, but also, you're right. Yeah, this one here goes right into my uh, wrinkle. Line. It does actually. I, I noticed that, isn't it? It's like yeah. perfect. If you got some Botox there, you'd be all right with that. It just. I wouldn't know if you're angry or if you're happy at me, though, but... I don't have Botox. Yeah, it is. It's right, it's right, it's right in your line, isn't it? Isn't it? If, yeah, so if you do that, it yeah. goes. Oh, yeah. Go on. You've got, like, um, <laughs> sort of... Ma- you've got magic scratches. <laughs> <laughs> now, you see them? No, you don't. And also, yeah, they're all perfectly in line, aren't they? Yeah, look at that. I reckon I must have been doing that when he did it. Scratch three. What, he went through the actual lines. Yeah, yeah maybe. to get it right in there. And he had, like, a little channel channel for his finger. Well, if, does that feel better? Yeah, a little bit better. A little bit, yeah. Steam, let off. Um, if you would like to get involved with Steam, Dicks, by all means, Bennett. get in. <laughs> Choo-choo. Forget it. So, uh, I think that's kids. Kids are dicks are dumb. If you would like to let off some steam, uh, then all you have to do is go to thedadsnet.com and uh, have a look there. Get in contact with us and uh, tell us why your kids are being absolute. Or on social medias at, at thedadsnet. Yeah. On yeah. Facebook, that Twitter, too. Instagram. That too. However... So, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about difficulties in pregnancy, miscarriage, importance of sharing and not burying feelings, also how to support your partner, and also, very important, don't forget this, how to get support for yourself, and how to explain life and death to kids. So, this is because of Baby Loss Week. Yeah, so it's Baby Loss Awareness Week starts today, um, runs to the 15th. And uh, and it's and it's a great it's a great cause just raising awareness of miscarriage and baby loss and actually like it's it's amazing when you actually look and ask people's stories and hear people's stories actually miscarriage is like a tiny fraction mm. but actually because I think miscarriage is up to twelve weeks anything asked after is baby loss or stillbirth or whatever yeah um, but it's am- amazing how many people it affects but 
I I want I want to touch on um, this idea about talking to your children about life and death because in miscarriage and baby loss when you've already got a child explaining that to that child takes a lot of different forms I'll give you an example mm. I was in this meeting once and it was a very powerful meeting where we were hearing lots of stories and the the purpose of the meeting was to bring some evidence to change the date at which a, a fetus is classed as a viable baby mm. if that makes sense so I think it's 24 weeks and they were trying to get it back to 22 weeks or something like that um, but in there we were hearing these stories and there was this one lady who was sharing a story how she had many many miscarriages I think it was about 6 or 7 so similar to us but she named all of those babies mm. but also the sibling the older sibling was told that they had seven siblings that are now in heaven right and so when that child was at school presumably some you know got brothers and sisters she, her response was I've got seven but they're in heaven now I, I, I fully support individual people and what they want to do and how they want to respond but for me, that doesn't sit quite right. And I just thought that's an interesting concept about, obviously, when they're seven, eight, nine, ten years old, they know something's happening. They know that mummy's upset and daddy's upset and they know that, you know, supposing it was a little bit further along and mummy had a... Um, a bump. A bump. Mm. And um, that they would, you know, or they'd announced it or they'd said, oh, we're going to be having a... You're going to have a little brother or sister and now you're not. You do have to explain that somehow. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm throwing it out there. That's me done. Well, but no, no. But equally, you, like you said, you, you, this is something very close to your heart because you've you've had tough experiences, you know, with this and and ongoing actually. Yeah. So if you were put in a similar situation, you know, how how have you dealt with it? What have you said? Have you said anything? You know, wh how would you have dealt with what? The well, we did. Like, so Louis, he's coming up fifteen now, so he's kind of been. 10, 11, 12, 13, through all of our miscarriages. Mm. And he's, we've, I think the first couple, I don't think we really, I don't think we told him, certainly not at the time. Yeah. He knows now, obviously. But we didn't tell him at the time. But since then, we have obviously, you know, when he's 13 years old and he's living at home, like you can't hide the fact that you've just had a miscarriage at 12 weeks and you've, you know, mummy's really poorly. Mm. Um, so you can't hide that. But I don't think that we would ever say to him, oh, it's hard because I guess technically you have lost a brother or sister. Mm. But I don't think we'd ever kind of major on that element of it. No. I, 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 it, this is a, it's one of those situations, isn't it, where what works for you... Yeah, of course. ...and what works for your family dynamic and your setup, and depending on how old you know, the children are yeah. and all that sort of stuff. No, I, I kind of get it. I don't... Well, for, for us, no, it wouldn't make any difference because we lost... We had two mis miscarriages before yeah. before children. So, um, so no, that doesn't apply to us. What what you... You said earlier about um, Charlie's mum... Charlie's nan has died. Yeah. What so... Presumably Noah and Luna met and no great, yeah, great, great nanny. nanny great nanny so how have you explained that have you had a funeral yeah the funeral happened um a couple of days ago 
So and it was quite it was it was, it was quite a long time from her passing away to to the funeral. Yeah. Were the um, kids there? The kids, no, no, no. The kids weren't no. there. No. Um, was that a conscious conscious decision? Well, no. They were just Noah was at school at the time. Yeah. And Luna wasn't in nursery, but we put her into into childcare. No, I, I just don't think. No, not right now. No, I just don't think it's right. Yeah, because that's the thing. I think some people will say, "Oh, we have a, we'll have a little celebration or we'll yeah. funeral or whatever, and we will do that as a family, and the kids will be there, and we'll do yeah. the whole thing around baby loss and miscarriage." And like, I don't know that for me, it just doesn't sit quite right. My wife Charlie has been really good at this sort of stuff. Um, for me, I, I think it's a bit more... Why is it a bit more difficult for me? Uh, is it because I'm a typical bloke? Uh, I don't know. Sometimes sometimes for me, I just don't... I don't find the words. Um, I'm, I'm dyslexic. Sometimes I have trouble actually finding the words. So Unless those words are convex and concave. <laughs> and then I know them because of skateboarding. <laughs> you know, it, it's fine. That's how weird my brain works. But she's, bit, she's great. So she... Charlie realised that Noah is four. He will obviously know that she's not around anymore. And I think it was quite... It was it's, Literally, the conversation went, sadly, great nanny um, won't be with us anymore. And Noah's quite on the ball. He sort of like said, is that because she's died? Yeah. And Charlie was, yes, sadly, you know, great nanny has. But, you know, her life will live on in your memories. Yeah. And all those lovely memories that you have of great nanny... Is, is what you have now. And yeah. those are lovely memories and no one can take those memories away yeah. from you. And just the way that she articulated that and she said that was, was lovely and was wonderful That's and was nice. perfect. Yeah, yeah. She nailed it straight away. Yeah. Um, and we had to, I had to go and put some timers in the house because obviously the house is empty now. Um, and we, uh, all, yeah. we all went there to go and do that and Charlie was going to water the plants and yeah. sort out the garden because it's what Great Nanny would have wanted. Yeah. Um, and that was a bit difficult going in and our youngest, who's only two, going, we're great nanny. Yeah. So that's upsetting. Yeah. You know, that's, but I think, is that more upsetting for the parents? Yes, probably. Yeah. Um, I think kids are quite matter of fact about things. Yes, they are. And yeah. like, uh, Jen's granddad died quite a long time ago now, a couple of years, but Ted went there every Thursday and yeah. had a really nice relationship with him. Well, that's even the thing, very if, young. Your, yeah, if, you, if they live around like, you know, yeah. like, like yours did and like, you know, obviously Great Nanny was there every single weekend. Yeah. You know, she lived close to her family. So when they are seeing them very often, yeah. then it, it, well, it's going to be worse, yeah. it, you know. And he sometimes will crop up and say, oh, I'd like to see Granddad Eric today and like... What, where's that come from? Oh, that's sad. But should we just think, like you say, should we think about the nice memories? Yeah. And, yeah it's but, then, but, for, but think about for us, that's almost a, it's a natural way of life. I would say that is a, you know, um, you know, a, an, an adorable lady has had a very long life. I think she died, she, you know, she was over 90. Yeah. And she was healthy throughout. She went to hospital once to have cataracts done. So she had this amazing life. Um, and she was always very well. And the final couple of days, yeah. they were quite sudden and there was hardly any pain. So from that point of view, yeah. you know, you probably couldn't ask for more. Yeah. But imagine right now, we're, we've both experienced that. But like I say, that's more of a... What's the word I'm looking for? It's not... It's a natural... It's expected. Expected, at, yeah, yeah. From old age. But I know that there will be... You know, you could be listening to this now and you've lost someone at no age. Yeah. Or so in, in, in you know, in circumstances which are just probably, you know, one of the most terrible things in the world. And that's when you kind of go, okay. Yeah. You know, at least at this point, it's a sort of natural progression and it's expected. But when it's not, 
how do you deal with that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, interestingly, talk like what, one of these questions down here is about talking about your feelings and your emotions, and I don't, I think it's important to do that with kids. I'm kind of I think I'm coming in a little bit full circle here, not completely, but. I think that actually when things are going wrong or when things that have happened that are sad, I think saying to your children, oh, mum and daddy's sad because um, great nannies died or mum and daddy is sad because um, uh, we we're having a miscarriage or whatever, mm -hmm. however you'd want to explain it. How I, I think actually talking about that and, and I think that's quite important that children grow up knowing that sometimes there are things that are sad, sometimes there are things that are happy. Mm. You know, for, I, I don't know if this is true, but I feel looking back that my upbringing was pretty... Consistent. Like, consistent. Like, I don't really remember, like, those moments of amazing happiness and, like, wow, this is incredible. And I don't really remember moments where we had like a week of mourning mm. and like things were really low and really sad. I think my mum and dad just kept me pretty constant at, yeah. life's all right. It's not great. <laughs> it's not shit. It's all right. Yeah. And I, you, but you'll cope. Yeah, but I think that in that, I, I probably haven't necessarily been so tuned to my emotions. You're exactly like me. Um, and, and my wife would say exactly yeah. what you just said. And I think I lived. I, I grew up on a farm. You know what I mean. I, I spent more time with animals than I yeah. did human beings, and I spent more time in a tractor yeah. than I did in a family car. Yeah. You know that's the sort of and I and I think that does affect you actually. Yeah. And I think that and but kids have been, you know, my wife and my children have been amazing for me. Yeah. And I think that they do make you. You have to have those feelings more. You have to be in tune. You, you, you're, you know, you're a role model. You're an example. Yeah. So you kind of got to get there. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I, like, Jen can be like an emotional wreck. Like it's like. Yeah, but then that's what you're there for. The you're you're the counterbalance. Yeah, but then I, you know, when I think about the kids, I want them to grow up sensitive and aware of their emotions, but I also want them to have complete control over their emotions. But then you might have the perfect team for that. I think we do. You see, that's what that's what happens, isn't go. it? Well, Me no, it's Jen, true. It's absolutely team. true. Now you say that, but I know you. I know you quite well, and oh, I think God. that you are a kind of guy that would talk about your emotions and would talk about when you're sad. I've seen you when you're sad. I've seen you with tears in your eyes. Yeah, so but when? When? Well, when you've gone through a, a, a miscarriage? Yeah, there was a pot. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Well, the th we. It's interesting because Jen says that I'm very, that I will speak a lot more openly when I am talking to a camera. Or, or, or on a microphone. Or on yeah. a microphone. Yeah. And she's like, he never speaks to me like that. <laughs> but, but it's easier. But it, well, in that, do you know what it is? It's almost therapy. Yeah. yeah talking yeah, about it. And, and I think also, sometimes do you think when you, this sounds terrible, I don't mean to sound like this, but I'm just asking the question. When you're in the family setup and you are talking about something which is deep, which is emotional, you know that there will be more after that. Whereas yeah. here, we talk about it, we go, yep, okay, yep, you're all right, excellent, done and dusted. Whereas when you're in the family unit, there's more. There's more yeah. after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can be a little softy, can't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. Was there a time where you thought, I actually need to go and have a chat to someone else, someone that's unbiased? 
right, he, this is this is the way it is, okay? Because work for me in the last five years has been dad's net, mm. setting up, creating this support network for dads to speak to other dads. It, it's been great. And there's, I mean, I'm so proud of it. And there's so many wonderful stories of dads supporting each other and opening up to each other. But consequently, it ha- it does feel a little bit like I can't use my own support now. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, and, and actually, like that's it, not for me. That's for everybody else. But the irony is that's what you've built it for. Like, this and, is the and thing, yeah. Out of one per, you know, out of the whole people that, have, yeah. that are in this, yeah. that you've created, yeah. you are the one person they would be helping straight away because you've created yeah. something where they get help. I know, but then I'm like, oh. Stop I being d- a stubborn man. But yes, but I, it's, it's, I think it's more complicated than that because it's like all interlinked. And it's, and Why it's, did you set it up? Now, for that reason yeah well yeah of course but but it's like I don't know whether I want this to stay in but what the point of it is it feels like if I'm talking to someone who's through the network am I working can I really be honest or, well, am, I, or only, am I working that's only for you to decide you, yeah. you will know like like out out of dads now I've met loads of people and I've got some great friends now and I feel like I can go to them and not talk through work type thing but as soon as I enter that online forum like it's work yeah it's because you've you've is it decomp? De- what's the word I'm looking? I can never compartmentalize. Yeah. Decompartmentalize. That's what you've done. Yeah, you've gone. This is work. Yeah. So I'll set up the subject and I'll let you guys, you know, yeah. be there and care for each other. But I've done my bit. Yeah. Well, actually, you want to be I in that as well. Use that for yeah. myself. So it's almost like I need to go. You know, if I want to talk to someone, yeah, you know, I need to find someone who's unconnected. Well, now is the perfect Joke. time. <laughs> the perfect time. Now is the perfect time to plug away quickly if people do want this help and support that you can't bloom yeah. and go and it's get so yourself good. I can't even have it <laughs> uh, yeah no dads is it I mean it's now grown to be the UK's largest community of dads good job on that and the, and the great thing about it is that nothing is off limits so when we're talking about baby loss and miscarriage it's it's not like anyone can go oh I don't know if I can talk about that because it might it might be a what's the word it might like spark someone else off mm-hmm. into a bad way it might you know I don't know if I want to bring down the tone or I want to bring my problems that's absolutely not what it's about it's about people bringing whatever it is that they want to bring and 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 the, I mean this is a really quick story when I set up Dad's Net I was telling the story about our first miscarriage which happened on our wedding day yep. across our wedding weekend and I went, and I went, this was in the early days, there's like 100 people, now there's like 15,000. But the 100 people, um, I was like just telling this story, and one of them, his, his name was Carl, he said to me, um, he went, no way. And I was like, well, he's like, you had a miscarriage on your wedding day? Me too. Was he American? No, he wasn't. He lived in Watford, I think. All right, interesting. <laughs> you sure he wasn't an American living in Watford? Yeah, it was just my, that was just my accent at okay. the time, right? Got he wasn't American. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, but like to find someone else who had who had experienced the exact same thing. It's not mm. just like someone else who's had a miscarriage. You know, someone who had a miscarriage eleven weeks on their wedding day, and I was like, oh, shit, someone, it's someone actually bond. does know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and that's the power of Dadsnet now. It's like you can say almost anything, and someone in the network will go, hey, yeah, I had that, or I'm going through that. Okay, so if I was listening to this now and I, I had issues or I had feelings that I've buried and I wanted to try and unearth them, what is the easiest way to get into a forum and get help? Think about me being Mr. Simple here. So the 
Well, there's two ways, which are the quickest and easiest. The first one is on our website because yep. everybody has access to it. Uh, there's a forum there. You can be completely anonymous. You can put it in there and then it will either get picked up by other users or it'll get picked up by our team of admins. Right. The second way is Facebook, which yep. I know many people are on. Exactly. Yep. Just search for The Dad's Net and there's one called The Dad's Net Closed Group. It's the biggest group. You can join that. There you go. Wonderful. You should be in it more. There you go. Um, right, should we do some recommendations for this week? Yeah, and it's really good actually because this book of the week is uh, it's called The Baby Lost Guide. It's by Zoe Clark Coates, who I know really well. Mm. Um, I, we, I've done a few events uh, that Zoe's either run um, or she's been at, and she's great. So she really knows her stuff. She runs a charity for supporting uh, parents who are going through baby loss and miscarriage, and she's 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 great. She really knows her stuff, and I would highly recommend that book. So it's called The Baby Lost Guy by Zoe Clark Coates, Water Bugs and Dragonflies. Yes. You'll have to read it to find out what that means. So, as you probably know, Al, because you've you know you've met Zoe, Zoe and her husband Andy have personally faced the loss of five babies. She's one of the world's leading baby loss uh, support experts. The Baby Loss Guide is designed to help you navigate this complex issue. Uh, whether you have personally encountered loss or are supporting people through this harrowing time, this book provides practical and compassionate advice as well. Which is really important because sometimes knowing what to say either if you're going through it or saying to someone who is going through it can be really difficult, but this book is on point. And there's a link in the uh, the podcast bio as well if you want to uh, you want to pick that one up. Uh, yeah, so Zoe, she's she's absolutely knows her stuff. Um, she's brilliant. She runs a charity called the Mariposa Trust, uh, which supports uh, mums and dads who are going through miscarriage and baby loss. Um, yeah. So definitely check that out and support it if you can. And one more, Father's Field 2. It's a book for men by men on coping with the death of a baby. It's by Andrew Don, and for the first time, men speaking openly about the pain of losing a baby uh, describe how several years down the line they've worked through their grief and found new joy in their lives. Essential reading for medical professionals, support service providers, men, and all of those who love them. So Father's Field 2, it's, it's disturbing, it is heart-wrenching, and an education, but above all, it is a book of hope and it is an absolute must read again both books that we've talked about are available on Amazon and the links are in the podcast description as well I think it's nice to remember that dads have a voice and have a feelings too so I think that's I think it's important to yeah. have a book there that's you know that fathers feel too you know it's not physically happening to them but they're definitely feeling a lot of stuff and I suppose sometimes people don't they probably don't want to talk or don't want to go into a forum or whatever it is so this is another way that yeah. you can do it and just, you know, know that other people have, have gone through the pain that you've gone through too. Thank you for listening today. Uh, we are back next week. Don't forget as well, if you've missed some of them, make sure you uh, you download and subscribe. Just get Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, we highly recommend going back if you missed it and listening to Ramesh Ranganathan who was the comedian, which was without doubt one of my favourite episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I turned up late for a start. You don't hear that in the podcast. I turned up late because I had traffic, travel problems. Yeah. And I came in on you guys, and you were talking about a very serious... Yes, the death of his father. The death of his father. And I just barged <laughs> in Hi, late. Guys. And I was, but um, apart from that, he, you know, he dealt with that very well. Yeah. It is a fantastic listen, so please, please uh, download. It was last week's episode. Yeah. Um, Ramesh Ranganathan, the amazingly talented, funny comedian. And coming up next week's episode, we're going to be talking about how to teach good eating habits and healthy routines to your children, whether they're picky eaters. Giraffe. <laughs> 
then. Giraffe. Save me with giraffe. Giraffe. Uh, brushing the teeth, exercising, washing, sleeping, all of those cool habits uh, that you need to instill in your children. Coming up next week. Got a lot to say about that. Um, until next time, have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening. And uh, here's our now with a very um, uh, country and western goodbye. See y'all later, folks.